Welcome back to the podcast. I'm a little nervous. Um, by the way, it's me, Amaka, as always. Um, you guys are not going to notice a break in the episodes, but the, there has been a break for me in terms of recording because a lot has happened um, in the past month. I haven't recorded in about a month. And within that last month, I have moved. I now live in New York. I have started my job. At the time of recording, I have closed out week four in the new position. And it would be the biggest understatement of the year if I said that um, it's been challenging. But in a good way, in a good way. But it has been challenging, not just the job, but the transition, the moving, the getting settled. And let me just talk about the job for a minute. So I am just now a little bit starting to feel settled. And I don't even want to even get too comfortable because there's still so much to see, so much to learn, so much to absorb, so many different type of patients I'm yet to meet. And what an experience so far in terms of just like shifting mindset and being confident and feeling confident at the same time remembering that I am new and I am a learner and I will be continuously learning throughout this career. I had this past week two psychotherapy sessions with two patients who I did initial patient evaluations for last week and the morning of each therapy session I was a little nervous because part of me was like what are we even going to talk about like (laughs) you know the part of me that's like I am wholly unprepared for what I have gotten myself into like when people ask me what I do and I say I am a psych nurse practitioner I feel like I'm lying I'm not even gonna, I'm being like 100% honest. It still really has not sunk in completely. But yeah, um, let me go back to what I was saying. I saw two patients this week. Um, They were strictly psychotherapy, not really, um, no real emphasis on medication management, at least not yet. So I'm currently, one of the books I'm reading right now is The Gift of Therapy by Irving Yalom. And as I was reading that book this week, it was kind of calming me down. It was reminding me of things that I had learned in school. And it was kind of just giving me some pointers on how to approach these sessions. And I did my best to apply them to the sessions and it felt really good to hear my clients say that 
They felt lighter after speaking to me during their session and they felt that it went well and they were eager to schedule their next appointment. I know that it's in my best interest as a provider not to take things like that personally, but as someone who is brand spanking new and really just wants affirmation and to know that she at the very least is not doing a bad job (laughs) um preferably is doing a good job that was the highlight of my week I must say having my patients say you know I feel lighter after this conversation I really appreciate the suggestions you've given me I think this session went well Yes, let's schedule the next appointment. I was like, okay, I am doing something right. I learned something in school. I am applying something appropriately here. (laughs) Because the magnitude of the responsibility that comes with this new role, I don't think I have completely wrapped my head around it. And at the same time, I feel like I need to cut myself some slack. It's literally only been four weeks in my entire career that will be me working as a psych nurse practitioner. So I am not going to know everything. I'm not even going to know 1% of everything at this point, you know. I'm really just trying to apply what I learned in my program as best I can. And I'm trying to be a sponge when it comes to my um, colleagues and my head clinicians who we, as a practice, you know, we all converse with each other and talk about cases and gather insight from everyone as a group, which is very, very helpful to me, very valuable. And, you know, literally just take it a day at a time. Always you know, make the most of my time in the office when I'm not seeing patients, you know, I'm studying medications all over again. I am reacquainting myself with different modes of therapy and thinking about how to apply it when I'm interacting with my patients. I'm thinking about how to just put my best foot forward with every new day that comes And I think that even in these past four weeks, I am in a better place. As the first day of work was approaching, I was getting a little bit nervous. I was fine. I would say I was fine until the Friday before my first day of work. I was like, okay, like... It's pretty much here, you know. This week is done. I just have this weekend. And um, I'm going to have to wake up on Monday and go to an office because I am now working in the profession that I have been studying for for the past three to four years. And when that morning came, I got up. I had prepped as much as I could that weekend, the night before, 
I got up, I got dressed. I was kind of trying to, <laughs> I was kind of trying to delay getting to the point where I had to leave. But when there was absolutely nothing else to do, <laughs> um, my husband was still sleeping and I tapped him on the shoulder and he woke up and I asked him for a hug and I hugged him for a really long time. <laughs> I hugged him for a really long time and I kind of sat next to him and I started to tear up, you know, like a little kindergarten girl who is a little anxious about her first day of school. I started to tear up and, you know, he was trying to comfort me and say, babe, you know, you got this. This is what you've been working for. And, you know, just take it at a, a day at a time. You will be fine. And I think deep down, I knew I would be fine. But, you know, it doesn't take away the angst and the nervousness. You just have to live through it and walk through it and move through it. So from that first day, I'm going to call it that first day of school, <laughs> but it's not obviously it. I'm, I'm, it's, it was my first day of work. That first day of work to now, um, I am happy to say I am in a better place. I am in a much better place. So apologies there is, I should have led with this, There, although it will be in the episode notes, there is no book today. Um, I just kind of wanted to check in, talk, let you guys know how things are going within my role, within just the whole new transition and, um, you know, kind of just getting adjusted to things. That's pretty much how things are going. And one thing I wanted to talk about with everything that I've been experiencing is the drastic change of pace in my day-to-day -day life. Before I moved, while I was still in Connecticut, the six months between taking my boards and passing my boards and starting this job were probably the ch chillest months that I've had for a very long time, if not ever in my life. I really got to say, I really, I'm looking back now and I don't think I took it for granted, but I think I could have appreciated it a little more. Life was easygoing. Life was slower. I could take my time with things in my day. There were days where if I didn't want to leave my apartment, I didn't have to. You know, I would work out, I would read, I would watch whatever I wanted to watch, journal, do whatever, go out if I wanted to, not go out if I wanted to. I was working what in the nursing profession is called per diem. So with that, you can pretty much um, decide what your schedule will be. So I would work two to three days a week, which means four to five days in the week were mine. 
Um, and I'm a really appreciative that for that period of time, I was able to do that. So my pace was in terms of life and, and responsibilities and expectations were a lot slower and enjoyable. And I think as this transition was approaching, I was trying to get my mind ready for the shift in pace of my life because it has sped up times three, I would say. Um, The pace of my life is a lot faster now. There's always something to do. There's always somewhere to be. And I'm working on embracing that because I am in a new season of my life. And that season comes with things going a little faster, there being more to do, there being more places to be, there being more people to meet. And I'm just glad that I had a degree of awareness prior to when it actually happened because if I hadn't considered this, I think I would have had a much harder time adjusting. You know, when it comes to having to wake up at a particular time, um, multiple times a week and nailing down my commute and, you know, getting to work, getting settled, getting ready for the day, doing what I need to do, closing out my time at the office, getting on the train, going back home, you know, and doing what I need to do outside of work. It's a lot, but I am just thankful that I was able to consider that before I started. I kind of had a little internal dialogue with myself. I was like, girl, the pace of your life is going to change almost overnight. And it's not going to be the easiest thing, but you will be fine. Just take it a day at a time. And don't expect that you will know everything you need to know. And don't expect that you will nail nail down your routine right away. Don't expect that you will know everything you need to know right away about your new life. And when I say that, I mean little things like, and for the first couple of weeks, this is what I would hinge my, (laughs) this is what I would kind of like hinge my hopes on with this new job, like these small wins. And when I say small wins, I mean like, nailing down the parking garage where I park my car and nailing down where on the platform I would stand so that I can get on the train, nailing down what exit in Penn Station am I going to get out of so that I know which way to turn so I know how to get to work. It took me about two weeks to really nail that down. (laughs) 
And once I finally was able to get to work without needing to open Google Maps, I was like, okay, we're going to count this as a huge win. We're going to count this as a huge win. The day when I finally no longer needed to use Google Maps to get from home to the parking garage, I was like, this is another win. The day that <laughs> I would no longer needed to use Google Maps to get from the parking garage home after the day was done, I counted that as a win. The day that I remembered the access code to get into the building, to the office without needing any help, I counted that as a win. The day when I started, when I realized I had memorized my passwords for my computer, my office computer, and the system programs to get the day started with the patients and stuff, I counted that as a small win. So all these small wins added up, kind of compounded, and helped me keep going. Because the first couple of days, everything's awkward and clunky. You don't know anything. You're depending on people to help you. And there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But I was craving self-sufficiency and I was craving independence and being able to know where to go and to know what information I needed and to know what to do. And... For folks who have listened back, I talked earlier on, maybe within the first few episodes, I talked about how I no longer measure progress day to day because if you if I do that, sometimes I feel like I'm not making any progress. Like I now measure progress week to week at the minimum because I feel like when you're able to zoom out, you're able to see what was actually able to be done. And sometimes you can't see that if you're looking day to day or if you kind of end a day and you're like wondering, what did I accomplish today? And you feel like you didn't do anything. But perhaps you did so much stuff the day before and you got you got so much stuff done the day after. You know, if you're able to kind of view the week rather than the day or view the month rather than the week, I personally believe, because it has worked for me, that I see the progress much clearer and I'm much less prone to getting down on myself for not having accomplished anything. So with this, within this transition period, particularly these last four weeks, I have been kind of measuring progress of getting settled by week to week. And with every week, Things that I had needed help for in the beginning, I realized I no longer need help with. Information I had to look up, I realized I now have memorized. And with the, with, with the difficulty that, it, that I went through getting through the day in the beginning, I have found that the days are getting a lot smoother now. And I can only have gotten to this point with time. You know, things take time. And I feel like that's forgotten often with me, maybe with those who are listening. You know, we want to 
know things quickly. We want to get things done quickly. We want to feel like we have a hold on things quickly, but it doesn't always work out that way. And I really had to keep reminding myself that I have to give it time. I have to give it time. Like there's literally no other way around it. I have to give it time. So with every week that has passed and me going into week five now, I feel like I'm in a better place compared to my first day and first week of work, thankfully. And, you know, I am nowhere near (laughs) um, where I'm nowhere near uh, completely self-sufficient or what have you, but I'm in a much better place than when I started. And I think that's the most important thing because there really is no there really is no destination that I'm trying to get to. I'm just trying to continue learning and I'm trying to get to a point where the things that I'm learning now will become kind of second nature to me so that I am able to give room for new information to keep coming in. So that's pretty much how things are going when it comes to the job. And... um, The head clinician in our practice gave me some positive feedback. So hearing that made me feel like, okay, you know, I'm going the right direction. As long as I'm continuously going in the right direction and continuously progressing in this role and in this career, no matter how slowly, that's all that really matters to me. You know, I just don't ever want to be stagnant. I just don't ever want to be not learning. I just want to always keep going. So yeah, change of pace in terms of my life is real. It's very real. I feel it every day, but I am embracing it because that's just the season of my life that I'm in right now. And even though sometimes it's hard, you know, It's not going to be like this forever. And in fact, I feel like I should uh, really appreciate it. Because if you are in the same state forever when it comes to life, there might be something that needs some, you know, kind of evaluating. Because life is consistently about change and moving from one stage to another, that's how we're able to progress and to mature emotionally and mentally. And I'm taking it day by day. I'm taking it day by day. So yeah, I wanted to talk about how things are going. I wanted to talk about the change of pace. Um, And I also wanted to talk about something that kind of came to the forefront of my mind, kind of related, kind of not. I wanted to talk about what happens when you absorb other people's energy. Because 
I realized um, that, you know, there was, I'm not going to get into details, but there was a situation where the nervous energy of someone in my uh, daily life was so strong that I started to internalize it. And in not thinking rationally, I almost made some decisions based on that, that if I did not experience that, I probably wouldn't have made. Thankfully, there wasn't any like negative outcomes to it. But when I realized it a couple days later, I was like, if I had not internalized this, I don't think this would have been an issue. I don't think this would have, I don't think I would have made the moves that I made, or at least not right away. Even if I did, I think I would have taken more time to think about things, maybe made the same mistake, maybe made the same decisions, but with a different approach. So I'm just putting it out there, guys. Like, that's also why self awareness is so key. And I kind of pride myself on being really self-aware, but it doesn't mean I am always at, you know, 100. And it doesn't mean that I am impenetrable when it comes to other people's energies. Um, it It's not foolproof. And it can still happen. And I think this was a little lesson for me that it can still, I am still very much affected by what goes on around me and by how f- people feel around me, even though I have worked to not have that be um, a huge influence. But it can still happen sometimes, obviously. You're human and humans are social and you can pick up how other people are feeling, but you don't necessarily have to internalize it. And in this case, I internalized it. Um, but thankfully, like I said, no negative outcomes came from it, but I just realized what had happened and I made, um, I resolved that I would be more conscious about it even more than I usually am. So I just wanted to put that out there to anyone who's listening, um, Maybe it'll be helpful to hear that anyone who's around you, folks that you're around on a regular basis, see if you internalize the energy that they are putting out. See if you start to feel how they're feeling and question if you truly feel that way or if it's because of what's around you, if it's because of the people around you. Like if you're starting to get nervous about a problem that didn't really bother you before, like ask yourself, am I really truly nervous about this? Or is it because I was talking to this person who was already nervous about this problem? You know, if you're thinking about something and you're starting to get annoyed or angry and you weren't feeling that way about that particular thing before, you know, just think Am I truly annoyed by this? Am I truly angry about this? 
Or am I feeling this way because I spoke to this person who is angry and annoyed by this? You know, I think it helps. I think it helps with kind of just taking that extra step and it might help you not make decisions based on that, that you might regret. I was fortunate in this case that no negative outcome came from internalizing those feelings of the person. But, you know, that might not always be the case for me if I'm not more careful. And that might not always be the case for those who are listening. So I just wanted to put that out there, too. I mean, you never know. So... These were the things that were on my heart. I really wanted to talk about how things were going at work. And I wanted to talk about how my change of pace with life um, is going and how I am approaching it. And I wanted to talk about briefly how other people's energy and what they feel about certain things can affect you if you're not so aware. I felt like I needed, (laughs) I felt like I needed to treat this episode a little bit like an audio diary because it's been a long time. Like I said, you guys won't experience a break in episode publishing, but it has been a break for me in terms of recording. I tend to record episodes in advance just in case things like this happen with like this whole transition with moving and not really being able to prioritize recording these past few weeks so I think I'm I think I need a little bit of time to get back into the groove but thankfully I feel like I'm getting there um as far as books go At this time of the recording, I finished Atomic Habits, and I will be talking about it on an upcoming episode very soon. I'm currently reading Tiny Beautiful Things. Um, I am paraphrasing the title, but it's, it's a book by Cheryl Strayed called Dear Sugar, Tiny Beautiful Things, Advice About Life, Love. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't remember the title word for word, but if you are interested and you want to learn more about the book, if you search or Google Dear Sugar, Cheryl Strayed, the book should come up. It's a red cover with like white lettering. I'm reading that right now, very much enjoying it. And I anticipate um, recording an episode on that too. Um, And like I mentioned in the depression episode, I will be talking a lot more about mental health therapy and psychiatry topics outside of books. I'm going to do an episode on anxiety. I'm going to do an episode on postpartum depression. Um, And I'm going to talk more about uh, therapy modalities and, you know, coping strategies and things like that. Um, I'm also going to do some episodes on some fiction. Um, I'm hoping to also read more fiction this year. 
So I'm not quite sure what books I'll talk about, but they are coming. So I think I'm actually going to end this episode here. It's on the shorter side, but I just wanted to kind of check in, just talk, let you guys know how things are going for me. Um, And we are back to it. We are back to recording. Um, I think the reason why I also had a break is because I, I usually had a setup. In my old apartment, I usually had a setup for recording and I usually had a time of the week. And it's been a little bit of a challenge recreating that in my new space. So I'm figuring that out. And as that takes shape, I feel like I will get back on a recording schedule too. But I'm just really happy to fire up the mic and open the laptop and get back to doing what has become something I'm really, I've really enjoyed and love doing. So with that, I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, if you want to reach out to me, feel free. Send me an email at btbwpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's btbwpodcast at gmail.com. If this episode and this podcast in general has impacted you positively, feel free to um, review us on Apple Podcasts. Please follow, please subscribe, please share the episode, please share the podcast, anyone who you think would be interested in listening. And thank you guys. As always, I appreciate you all. I love you all. I'm sending positive vibes your way, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.